sharing uh, some readings uh, uh, I've been practicing for a performance at Comfort Station in Logan Square, Chicago. Uh, the performance is happening on uh, April 20th, 2023, and I'll be reading these pieces uh, interspersed with music uh, played by Keith Jackson, Aram Shelton, and Jeb Bishop. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to record myself there, and I'm not sure if the guys would be happy if I just covertly recorded their music. They're probably recording it on better technology anyhow. So in the meantime, here are my parts, which are uh, four pieces written in English by me and three uh, poems in Russian uh, from the 50s to the 70s. Oh yeah, the that music in the background is is coming off my computer. It's the Dwarfs of East Agusa. Uh, it's a band I just recently discovered. I've been listening to Round the Clock. Check them out. You are my closest friend from 2008 probably may be written by me. Founded a spiral bound notebook uh, from uh, Linda Berry uh, writing workshop. You are my closest friend, though in all the years we've been going out in this boat, we've rarely spoken for any length of time. The sun is setting as we sit and look toward the horizon. The floor is flush with the fruit of our labor. Some of them still fighting to breathe. The grime has settled deep in your pores, not to be washed off till your Sunday bath. To think of all this water, yet our hair hardly wet. If we were to capsize, this place would be our grave. These creatures we hunt for all our days do what we never learned to do. This boat's our only defense against this world. Logan Square, 1991-1993 Written in 2022 re-edited in 2023. I tell Kevin I lived in Logan Square 1991 to 1993. He says he has me beat. He was there a decade earlier. No matter how far back you go, how old school you take yourself to be, someone will turn up who's even originaler and authenticer than you. Whatever lungfish crawled out of the sea and decided to go for a walk had a more ancient monster calling it a poser. We live right on the boulevard, two streets east of where I'm reading this to you. It was quiet. The rent was cheap. Logan Square in 1991 had no airsats, 
bistros, no repurposed boutiques. There were half a dozen all-you-can-eat Polish buffets, a few taquerias, and shitty old Johnny's snack shop. If you wanted to put on airs, you went to a Brio. There, the tacos were served over white tablecloth. No craft cocktails at the Logan Theater, but you could pay $2 to see some shit blockbuster that had been out for months. One or another creepy old man in a mustard colored coat tore your ticket and made change for the concession girl if you gave her a 20. They asked you to take off your baseball cap so it wouldn't be mistaken for gang colors. I saw a lousy new movie there a few weeks ago and paid full price. All I could think about was those old men in their mustard-colored coats. Where are they now? David Samoilov, давай пойдем в город. 1963 год. Давай пойдем в город, где мы с тобой бывали. Года, как чемоданы, оставим на вокзале. Года пускай хранятся, а нам хранится поздно. Нам будет чуть печально, но бодро и морозно. Уже дозрела осень до синего налива. Дым, облако и птица летят неторопливо. Ждут снега листопады, недавно отшуршали, Огромно и просторно в осеннем полушарии. И все, что было зыбко, растрепено и розно, Мороз скрипел слюною, как ласточки на гнезда. И вот ноябрь на свете, огромный, просветленный, и кажется, что город стоит не на вселенной, не на вселенной. Так много сверху неба, садовый гнезд воронних, что и не зам... что и не замечаешь людей как посторонних. О, как я поздно понял, зачем я существую, зачем гоняет сердце. Пожилым кровь живую, и что порой напрасно давал страстям улечься, и что нельзя беречься, и что нельзя беречься. Дирекс, how long has it been? Ten years, more like twenty. Your name popped into my head, so I typed it into a search engine. What came up was a news story about your getting run over by a garbage truck somewhere in the Pacific Northwest five, six years ago. That's not what I was expecting. Last I knew you were moving out of town, still making paintings, 
still biking all over. There was a monkish asceticism to the way you were living, though I'm pretty sure you slipped into mind-altering rabbit holes now and again. You weren't so dogmatic as to be humorless. I wanted to stay friends. I wanted to be more than friends. I, I guess I had a crush. Isn't that only for teenagers? Remember when I helped you move out of that one boyfriend's house? It, it took all fucking day. We only had your little hatchback. We went back and forth 15 times. Afterwards, you called me a true friend and bought pizza. A few months later, you stopped returning my calls. When I looked you up, I was hoping to see an Instagram full of art, snaps of friends and lovers. Instead, there's a candlelight vigil of vegans and couriers with a ghost spike and signs calling for justice. Testimonials to what you used to be like. It's fucking horrible. We lost touch and now you're dead. I know there's no connection between the two. A childlike part of me believes that people who used to be my friends keep living and living just as I knew them forever. I have a shitty scan of a portrait I made of you. Do you have the painting? I can't remember if I gave it to you. I think I would have. But you were moving around a lot and probably traveling light. Not wanting to haul a lot of garbage about. I wonder if I still have the slide Tom took. Maybe I can rescan it. Is there any point? Would anyone to whom you matter look at it? They have photos, videos, more recent memories than an oil painting on particle board from 25 years back. They'll keep your memory alive, and now I will too. What made me think of you when I did? I was hung up on so many women back when I knew you. My attraction to you wasn't unique or especially long-lasting. I didn't make an ass of myself in your presence, as I did with a few of the others. At least there's that. Some small measure of dignity and self-respect. I'm making this about me. How can it not be when I'm writing to a dead woman how can it not be when I'm writing to a dead woman no plans to make no future to build together it's better this way I can wish you into what I thought you were rather than what you really were these people I looked at in the video of the sidewalk vigil where the garbage truck ran you over, knew you much better than I ever did. The 40-something you who died there, I only knew you in your 20s. So much life still to be lived. I'm so upset to know you died, but why? Was I alive to you all these years? 
Was I ever a passing thought in your life on the West Coast? The news report was postmarked in the town they joke that young people go to retire. But you were no longer young and you didn't retire. Except in the way we all will someday. Love, Dimitri. 4 Наум Каржавин, то свет, то тень, 1974 год. То свет, то тень, то ночь в моем окне. Я каждый день встаю в чужой стране, в чужую близь, в чужую даль гляжу, в чужую жизнь по лестнице схожу, как светлый лик. Влекут в свои врата Чужой язык, чужая доброта. Я к ним спешу, Но полным прошлым всем Не дохожу и остаюсь ни с чем. Но нет во мне тоски, наследие, Наследие книг, наследие книг По той стране, где я вставать привык. Где слит был я, совсем где все нельзя, Где жизнь моя была да вышла вся. Она свое твердит мне, лезет в сны, Но нет ее, как нет и той страны. Их нет давно, они, как сон души, Ушли на дно, накрылись морем мужи. Из тех широт сюда, смердя, клубясь, Водоворот несет всю ту же грязь. Я знаю сам, здесь небо есть, Но умер там и не воскресну здесь. Зовет труба, здесь воля всем к лицу, Но там судьба моя пришла к концу. Легла в подзол, Вокруг одни гробы, и я ушел на волю от судьбы. То свет, то тень, я не гнию на дне. Я каждый день встаю в чужой стране. Good at everything from 2022. I had a friend when I was little who was good at everything. He was the starting pitcher, the point guard, the anchor on the relay. He sing-songed the entirety of the message by Grandmaster Flash all the way home from school. I was annoyed but jealous. We were friends many years. We had many other friends. He had many other friends, girlfriends, hobbies, but he was my only friend. Others asked him why he tolerated me. I asked him too sometimes. He dropped out of school and moved in with a Coke dealer, lost 30 pounds in two months. I visited him at the late night convenience store where he worked. 
we'd flip through the magazines behind the counter. But for him, it was just a way to pass the time. He wasn't into tits, legs, or asses. One time at his house, I saw a magazine I'd never heard of before. Page after page of fully clothed women tied to chairs with elaborate knots. I thought it was a joke, but this is what my friend got off on. This was when I knew I didn't know him. We drifted apart. I went to art school while he fronted bands and lived in group houses with blacked out windows so no one could see inside. Bongs and pizza boxes covered every flat surface. Walls yellowed with the patina of resin and tobacco residue. They watched cartoons all day while getting high. Him and his roommates were always going on and on about the phantom forces conspiring against them, keeping them from living the way they deserved to. They'd fixate on failed political and philosophical systems that, were they ever enacted, the theory went, would fix all the problems we were suffering from. Not a single one of these solutions involved getting up from the couch or turning off the cartoon network. I moved away and we lost touch. There was an occasional call or letter, but most of the time I didn't even know whose couch he was crashing on. He had a knack for ingratiating himself to women who would feed him and pay for his drugs for years at a stretch. No bills were ever in his name. He never kept a job long and always insisted on being paid in cash. Bank accounts and taxes were just ways for the man to keep him down. Years pass. I track him down to another one of these sad group homes. This one's in Portland, Oregon. 3,000 miles from where we grew up, but it may as well have been around the corner from all the other ones, just like this one. He's holed up with a raggedy girl half his age. He's pushing 50 now, so his act isn't so cute anymore. They don't seem like they get along so well. It will be time to find a new one soon. We go for a walk. I tell him about writing a book about the art shows I've had. He doesn't pretend to be impressed or happy for me. Says I've always been ambitious. Makes it sound like an insult. Like, that's fine for me, but not for what true artists want or need. His aspirations are unattainable in this corrupt society that's bent on keeping him down. We get back to his sad house, and he turns on Ren and Stimpy and blazes up. I leave without saying goodbye. Борис Пастернак. Разлука. 1953 год. С порога смотрит человек, не узная, не узнавая дома. Ее отъезд был как побег. Везде следы разгрома. Повсюду в комнатах хаос. Он меры разорения. Не замечает из-за слез. 
и приступа мигрени. В ушах с утра какой-то шум, он в памяти или грезит. И почему ему на ум все мысли о море лезет? Когда сквозь иней на окне не видно света Божья, Безвыходность тоски вдвойне с пустыни моря схома. Она была так дорога ему чертой любою, Как море близкие берега всей линии прибоя, Как затопляет камыши волнение после шторма, Ушли на дно его души, ее черты и формы. В года мы такств, во времена немыслимого быта, Она волной с судьбой со дна была к нему прибита. Среди препятствий без числа опасностей, минуя, Волна несла ее, несла и пригнала вплотную, вплотную. И вот теперь ее отъезд насильственный, быть может, Разлука их обоих съест, тоска с костями сгложит. И человек глядит кругом, она в момент ухода все выворотило вверх дном из ящиков комода. Он бродит и до темноты, и уклад... укладывает в ящик раскиданные лоскуты и выкройки образчик. И наколовшись обшитье с невынутой иголкой, внезапно видит всю ее и плачет в тихомолку.